Hello everyone and welcome back to the Film Aspect. I am your host Aaron and I'm joined by a very special guest today. It is the one and only Sam Comrie. How are you doing Sam? I'm doing good. How are you mate? Yeah, roasting. We're both sweating <laughs> our asses off <laughs> in a lovely Wednesday evening. Not used do. to these heats at all. I'm not a fan. Are you like a, do you like summer? No, I'm, I'm more of a winter guy. Like, yeah. I like wearing jumpers, I like wearing coats and stuff yeah. like that. I like the kind of coziness like of wearing guy. a coat. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I'm the exact same. I'm just, I'm not, I don't know, I feel like every summer I get to the point where I'm like, you know, I'll be roasting and I'll realise, like, just three weeks ago I realised I only actually own one pair of shorts. Yeah, I don't, have, I don't <laughs> I mean, have any, so I'm walking around in black jeans at the minute. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so like a... You know, I'm dying off with the heat. We're just like having to get these shorts on a rotation and then eventually just go, like, I'm like, I should buy a new pair, I should buy a new pair. Oh, well, it's been warm for like three weeks now. I'll probably be done with it by now. And here we are. It's been like over a month of like good weather. It's been so nice for so long that the grass out in the front of my flat is actually dying. So, <laughs> yeah, yeah. So it's, it's uh, just I'm not not the biggest fan, but I'm yeah particularly dying today just sitting in here and for the the the, the greatness of audio quality keeping the fans off as well. I know it uh, has to be done. It's just professional, you know. We're just a couple of me and you, mate. Cra- <laughs> um, but yeah, uh, Brian wasn't available uh, this week, so obviously Sam stepping in, coming in clutch. Uh, me and Sam are well. We work. We work together in a we little do. site called Jump Cut Play. Uh, do you want to tell us about a bit about that? I can indeed. Um, so Jump Cut Play originally was just like um, a little gaming section for Jump Cut Online, which is an entertainment site, film and TV, old stuff there that you can check out. And then it's just kind of spun off into its own big thing, and it's grown from there since last October. So we do all sorts of stuff, features and news and. And reviews and whatnot, but we kind of tend to focus more on features with a bit more of a personable touch. And along the way, loads of great people have, have joined the team, like yourself, and that's where we are. We have to <laughs> summarize. <laughs> <laughs> that's very succinct. Um, yeah, so today we're going to be talking about the movie event of the year, the one Sam's been dying for. Christ. Um, Space Jam, A New Legacy. But before we get into that we're just going to be looking at the world of film and see what's been going on have you has there been anything that's caught your eye over the last week uh i watched the trailers for james wan's new film malignant oh, and yeah. ridley scott's the last jewel the so, last jewel looks yeah. very interesting i think that that's the one i'm probably the most hyped for out of the two yeah Ma- malignant it was it was very close to being a good kind of hook for me because I've said with Brian before you know I'm not a massive horror guy but like I find more often uh, than not like horror films are the ones that have the good kind of central mystery that kind of draws you in yeah and I feel like Malignant was just from what I saw in the trailer you know it's kind of like oh she's seeing the deaths of people as they're happening figure out who this guy is something to do her past but it just it, it didn't do enough for me plus i i don't know if i'm like i think james wan's a pretty solid director but i don't think he has that pull for me yet as like a guy like oh it's a james wan film i'm gonna i'm gonna check that one out because i think he has made some stinkers including fast nine. Oh wait am i getting <laughs> he didn't do fast nine up? did he not am i getting no, mixed he up did with... furious seven my guy um i think he done fast nine Nah, that's that's just in Lynn. He's done quite a few other Fast and Furious oh, films. Am I getting the two of them mixed up? Yeah, man. Uh, Fast and Furious Seven. All right, okay, okay. <laughs> I, I know he's done the 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 Conjuring movies. Which yeah, I, he's done the first I, two. Yeah, I didn't see an Aquaman. Uh, I like I like those ones. Let me see. I'm gonna. I have to check now to see like if there is something like I'm just shitting on this guy. He's like, done the first Saw film, Insidious, the first two Insidious. Conjuring films. Um, he did a, um, a movie ages ago called Dead Silence, which is right. about like um, dolls that come to life. And obviously he's done Aquaman and, and Furious 7. I'm taking it back. I think I'm that's most of his filmography. Looking at 
looking at it from Insidious, I really like Insidious, I really like Conjuring. I actually think I liked Insidious 2 better. Fury 7, Conjuring 2, Aquaman, yeah, okay, I have to take it back. <laughs> maybe maybe I should be interested in this, but um, yeah, <laughs> I, the trailer didn't do much for me. The last duel looks very interesting, although I'm not quite sure if I'm sold on Ben Affleck, <laughs> ben Affleck with bleach blonde hair. <laughs> it was... That was certainly it was a look, um, but no, it, it's a good it's a good cast. I like a bit of Matt Damon as well. Um, I just wish uh, Ridley Scott wouldn't hog the Alien franchise and then go, yeah, but I'm gonna make another movie first. That's... Oh man, don't don't even like Alien Covenant. When I went to see that, I went to see day one IMAX. Yeah, and I was hyped <laughs> as hell. And it yeah, it were a movie. It were a movie. <laughs> so I'm I'm weirdly kind of. It depends on what day you come to me with Alien Covenant. Like some days I will sing its praises, and other days I'll just go on about how it's the biggest missed opportunity in cinema. But it was, yeah, yeah, and it just annoys me, especially like like today the news came out that Neil Blomkamp has joined a video game studio. So yeah, like, it's kind of like, would you take from that that he's kind of steering away from film a little bit? This is obviously um... the director of District Nine. I don't know, because I think, has he not just released a trailer for his new film today? Yeah. I've not watched it yet. Uh, I don't know if I would say, I, I saw one a, a wee bit back, I think it's called Demonic. Yeah. Um, it looked alright. I think it was a lot, it was seemed pretty like low budget, almost like he made it himself, kind of. like Not like super cheap, because obviously the guys probably load it, but um, yeah, it looked kind of lower key. I think it is just a shame, because... He seemed to be such a hot talent in film when District 9 came out, and I think everyone had really high hopes for him. And then I think Elysium's a pretty... I like Elysium. I like I Elysium. I've, I've seen that a few times. I saw. I think I saw it uh-huh. twice in the cinema just because I went on my own to see it, and then mm-hmm. randomly enough, we did a college trip to go see it. <laughs> so I ended up seeing it again. I, I quite like that film. Um, I don't think I've seen anything else he's done past that Chappie, film. Chappie was basically his last feature film which is not a great movie i've got um, it on blu-ray but not watched it <laughs> yeah it's not great uh there's too much of an emphasis on is it die antwerp uh, yeah the, the like, band yeah they are like characters in it and right there's a bit where they transfer the consciousness of someone for the use of about 10 ps4s which were like <laughs> was like the new technology like they just come out that year so it was like the ps4 so powerful can transfer our human consciousness. <laughs> it's ridiculous. <laughs> uh, but, yeah, he also done a, la- a short uh, film for Anthem uh, a while back. Like, when it was first coming out in, like, 2019, I think there was a couple of, like, wee short CG All films right. um, that he done. But, yeah, um, he has also recently said that he's like, yeah, District 10 script is coming along, which... Uh, I don't know. I feel like they've been saying that for ages, though. Yeah, it's one of those things where you have like a, a film that turns into a big hit, and then a few years down the line, it's like, yeah, we're working on a sequel, and it's just one of those things that just keeps gestating and gestating. I, I don't think it'll happen. Yeah, plus it's been 12 years now. Exactly. <laughs> since the last one came out, so I don't know. Um, I also, the, there was a Jackass Forever trailer. Oh yeah, did I did see, see that. that. I saw that, yeah. You're a Jackass fan? I am indeed. I do love these Jackass films and I love the original show and Viva La Bam and all that kind of stuff. Uh, yeah, I think it, I think it looks great. It's got like a, an oddly weirdly wholesome vibe in the trailer, even though what they're yeah. doing is filthy and dangerous. <laughs> I, th- I I don't know. There's like some of the stuff I do find really funny, but there's also there's just the, some of the stuff is just so disgusting. <laughs> I'm just like it's insane. People are paid to do this. I think one in particular with the last movie was when, uh, I believe it was the last one anyway. Where they were the, they were like taking um, the uh, oh shit, I've forgotten the name of them. Like the pills you take to just like clean yourself out. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, like the laxatives. Yeah. And they were like running and jumping, and then just like squeezing as hard as they could. So they were just like spraying <laughs> shit everywhere. <laughs> So there was like ones like that that I'm almost just like this is this is an odd franchise, but yeah, I think you're right as well. It does seem to have quite a weirdly like nice, you know, like they're just pals hanging about. But um, I'll definitely go and see that. And I think for once, 
I'm actually of an appropriate age to to watch it and properly enjoy it because I think even with the last one, I can't remember when the last one came out. It was a fair so bit I think two thousand and ten. I think it came out I'm sh- around that time anyway. Yeah, it was two thousand and ten. Uh-huh. Yeah, been so a long time. I mean, I suppose I was like thirteen, fourteen. So maybe you would say that is the perfect age, but I don't know. I think I always felt like when I was watching them at that age, I felt like this is the kind of film, like if my mum and dad knew I was watching this, they, they <laughs> could tell me, you know, like that kind of vibe to it. So who knows? So, but uh, I think it'd be a good one with some pals. Uh, just very briefly, did you see the June character posters? Uh, yes, I did. I, did I got see very it. hyped for them. For them. I'm like kind of throw anything at me that's related to, <laughs> to, to this property and I, I will I will get excited even as someone that really does not like the book <laughs> and I've, see, not, I've not read the book film. but I've seen the David Lynch adaptation yeah I've heard I, I've decided to avoid it I've decided to go in with this like this will be my first cinematic uh it's probably for the best, the mate. Yeah, I'd, I've heard, <laughs> I've heard as much. I just is like, see, when I was reading it, I was thinking there is not a chance that <laughs> like someone in the night when, when was it like the eighties or the nineties they made it? 90s. Yeah, like nineteen eighty three or eighty four. I want to say it's weird because oh, like he, he declined making. I think it was uh, either Return of the Jedi or Empire Strikes Back in favor of this. Yeah, well. Hearing the fact that like a, a film like that was being made then, I was just like, nah, they can they cannot do that justice. And I think uh, Denis Villeneuve's got a really difficult job in his hands because it's such a, see like if you with the book, it's so like description heavy because it's all about this guy, you know, like Paul is like I'm forgetting the what they're what they actually call him, but he's like some kind of prophet where he's like seeing like. He can yeah. see and reads all these like minutia detail, but it's like he'll spend three pages talking about how the wrinkle in somebody's face or like the carpets in the side and all this, like talking <laughs> about how the history, you know, that carpet was laying there three hundred years ago by this family, or but you know, like all that kind of stuff. So I'm, I don't know how that's going to translate to film, uh, but if anyone's going to do it, Denis Villeneuve, probably my favorite director right now. Yeah, I mean, uh, like, like you say, he does have difficult tasks. I think, is he not splitting this into two films? Oh, that's the plan anyway. Yeah, they, uh, I'm very doubtful that we're going to get a second one because the the way that they're doing it is essentially they're going to have to wait to see what happens with this before mm-hmm. before they decide to make the next one because, I mean, much like the, the it's like split into two and there's like a big gap. Uh, yeah, between the first and second half of the the book. So, I don't know. I doubt we're going to get it. To be honest, I mean, I think um, literally an hour or two ago as well, Warner Brothers have tweeted out about how it's going to be available in cinemas and on HBO Max. But you can only get it on HBO Max if you get the ad free version, which is fourteen ninety nine a month, I think. So that like even they're adding an extra like five pound or whatever to to watch it. <laughs> That's yeah, because they, they, they were close to getting sued for this. Because when they first announced, like all of our movies are going to be on HBO Max, and they then didn't all tell the anybody. that make the movies <laughs> were like, "What the fuck, man!" <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, I'm I'm there day one for this. Uh, and there's I saw a lot of like people moaning about like the design of the posters, but like this needs to make five hundred million at least. What are you doing with posters like this? And I'm like. I'm sure I've seen posters like that from like big blockbusters before. So <laughs> it's just nah. your normal character post. <laughs> yeah, I know, I know. But Oscar Isaac do be looking good. Yeah, he does. Was... <laughs> Solid snake right there. <laughs> just unrelated. Did you see that thing with Jordan? Uh, Paul. I, I don't know how to pronounce it. Paul Roberts or Vox Roberts. Uh, no. no. He'd like. So the Hardline or Hard Drive, uh, the, the like satirical games site, yeah, posted something saying like <laughs> Metal Gear, <laughs> Metal Gear movie director says he's taken absolutely no inspiration from the games. 
<laughs> and then it's obviously just like him saying like i've not even played them i'm just gonna make it up as i go along pretty much and then he <laughs> quotes, quoted that saying uh this is completely fabricated lies oh um, no is it <laughs> i'm hoping that you know like we can't you can't quite tell like some people are saying like he might just be baiting like him she's out he's also going uh, like going along with it but i don't know it's um but that i hope it is though because that is just pure cringy i know i mean um, out of anybody like who's involved with this project he seems like the kind of guy that would understand that humor i mean he was in death stranding so <laughs> yeah <laughs> <laughs> um but yeah main event of the day space jam 2 right we have a rating system here on the film aspect and it okay. is do you think this film is the film respect or the film aspect <laughs> <laughs> nice what is your um what do you think what do i think uh, of space jam 2 where, where, where does it land in that rating system um this film is the film ass aspect ass ass <laughs> it's got an extra just it needs it <laughs> just an extra bit of ass thrown in there <laughs> what about you Aaron? why do you lie on space jam and new legacy see this is like this is the the drama of our rating system because personally i'm like i, I think i'm down the middle i don't hate it i don't love it but i did laugh at some of it i think it is incredibly like stupid terrible movie but like i was just i don't know i was kind of happy with it but um uh, i think i'm going to have to go for the film aspect because it missed one it really missed the, the the main thing for me because in the first Space Jam, I don't know, maybe it's just the age, maybe it's just the age I was when I was watching it, but, like, I was like, man, that's so cool, the Looney Tunes. <laughs> like, the fucking Looney Tunes. And I was like, you know, I thought that was, like, one of the coolest things in the world about it, but then, obviously, um, I mean, I suppose I'm a 24-year-old man now. Like, I'm not, <laughs> like, whatever, you know, like, eight years old or whatever, but I just felt like it was missing that. Like, it didn't really, I didn't really feel like the, oh, that's the Looney Tunes right there. The Looney Tunes are back. I didn't really get any sense of that with it. Um, yeah. So, like, could you attempt to tell us what the story of this, this film is? I, I would love to tell you what the story of this film is. Um, so, it's obviously set in current times. Instead of Michael Jordan returning, um, they thought we have to replace him with another athlete and after years of trying to get other people like Jackie Chan, Tony Hawk and other <laughs> sports people, I guess Jackie Chan is a sports person I guess, um, <laughs> they settled on LeBron James and production happened from 2017 onwards which brings us to now. So LeBron James' son Dominic is an aspiring video game designer who <laughs> who is making a game for the E3 game design competition. That's what it's called in the film. We have a screenshot in the film that shows us this. And he's making this game, but also Warner Brothers, who also make the film. <laughs> I can't believe this is the plot. Warner Brothers are making a streaming service called Warner Brothers 3000, which not only lets you stream your favourite Warner Brothers IP, but also puts you inside the movies as well. So if you've ever wanted to be inside Casablanca or The Matrix, or any other Warner Brothers film, it's possible. And then, suddenly, out of the shadows, Don Cheadle playing a character who, <laughs> I shit you not, is called King Al G. Rhythm, <laughs> appears and sucks them into the game and tasks LeBron James with assembling a squad of players to play for their freedom, or everybody in civilization will be trapped inside the Warner Brothers serververse. Yeah. <laughs> <It's>... <laughs> you know, the thing is as well, I missed the fact that it was like so people could live, like go into the, the films. I completely missed that. <laughs> I thought it was just an algorithm. like, And I didn't even question why they were making an algorithm <laughs> as well. I was just kind of like, okay. 
Oh, there's sure. that. I know we're skipping ahead, but there's that, that whole meeting scene where his son is like, oh, what kind of algorithm is this? Is this a, a variant algorithm or a matrix algorithm? It's like, give it a rest already. We're only 15 minutes into the hoop. It was, it was, <laughs> right, so for the, the first thing that kind of confused me, I suppose, about this uh, was that this boy has some sort of magical scanning device. <laughs> years ahead of its time. He literally, just a wee clip on and he's just scanning objects and just putting it into his game. <laughs> just eye you know, toy, mate. <laughs> but it's just, I don't know, those. For one, LeBron James is not not the best um, at the particular bit where, you know, when he finally falls into the server verse and he does like his best to do a wee scream and it's just like, ah, <laughs> like, that's about as good as, <laughs> as, good as he, he gives. Um, I also, so like the whole struggle to the start of the movie just being like, it's like, doesn't let his son do him. Doesn't let, like, he's like, games are waiting. Also, like, we had that little prologue bit where it was like... He's playing an OG Game Boy that's got Game Boy Color projected behind <laughs> <Yeah>. it. <laughs> but, see, right, see, see the thing that confused me about that as well? Is he said, oh, it's the color one. But then it's the game, it's the, the, the original Game Boy, which isn't the color. But then it projects and you see the color behind him. But then when you look at the screen, it isn't colour. So I'm like, surely they must have had that and been like, this thing's no good colour. Maybe it's a, a, like an artistic decision. Like He, he can project colour in his mind because his imagination <laughs> is that vivid. <laughs> but I love how you just get told off once as a kid. Oh yeah, he, get, he gets told off game. once for playing a game at ba- basketball practice. And it's like, nah pal, you better put it in the fucking bin. <laughs> you better never touch one of these things again. Um, yeah, it was. It's it's an odd start. It's a very. It's it's because right. I'm struggling to remember the first movie, but it essentially was that the Looney Tunes. They had an issue. Yeah, they they, they like, needed they, the humans' help, and in doing so, like, they got Michael Jordan to come help them. And that is now also confu- blurring some lines, right? So in the original version, in the original Space Jam, the Looney Tunes are, like, living in a different, like, world. Like, yeah. they are a different, like, universe almost, where it is. Yeah, it's, it's like an animated universe that exists somewhere yeah. in a pocket of time. So then this, these guys are just digital recreations of them? Yeah, so it's like, this is the Matrix, essentially, but with animated characters and whatnot, because Bugs Bunny even says, like, as a wink to the plot of the first one, oh, this sounds familiar, but it's like, how could it? You're not even the same Bugs Bunny. Well, yeah, so that's, so none of them are actually, like, so, like, Bugs Bunny is chilling out somewhere else in his wee world, Mm. and then these are entirely different digital recreations of them, but then... But then they are also a property of Warner Brothers. So then, like, wait, what? <laughs> <laughs> wait, wait a minute, wait a minute. So, like, in original Space Jam, where were the Looney Tunes a thing? Like, did Michael Jordan know? It, it's been a oh, while since I've funny. seen the first one, but as far as I can remember, I think... I think the Looney Tunes were a thing, but it's not so much that they made a massive deal of it being like, oh, this is a Warner Brothers thing. It's just it's just like, oh, these are these characters and now we're blending live action with, with animation and the, the, the kind of metaphor was, was in that. So Whereas this that is like... I mean, like Space Jam 2, Space Jam 1 is a movie in Space Jam 2? I think so because... The, I don't know if you clocked it, but they show a poster of Space Jam in, in this. Oh, I never saw that, actually. Yeah, because sh- Michael Jordan's only, like, appearance is via that poster. <laughs> yeah, okay, okay. That's a lot to wrap my head around. Um, But, 
So, <laughs> when I actually saw the trailers for this, I was kind of interested in it because I like, you know, stupid things like that where it's like, oh man, we'll just throw in the pop culture references. We got some. Oh, you know, they, f- they throw them in, alright. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> anything and everything to do with Warner Brothers property, but, uh, um, yeah, it was it was a weird kind of setup because I think you know your boy Algie Rhythm is not the best of villains, <laughs> and it's the fact that there was a bit there was a bit where he said something like the, the like this alg this service plan that I have masterminded will now go <laughs> yeah. out into the world or something like that. Warner Brothers like, are now using the revolutionary technology that I masterminded. <laughs> <laughs> That is an actual line. <laughs> but I'm also, I'm just, I'm confused. So, like, they made an algorithm, which then, but then how did... <laughs> <laughs> I don't know if it, because I wasn't, like, paying too much attention. Like, I was watching it, but I don't think I was, like, absorbing it. And, like, yeah. is is Algae Rhythm a dude that was sucked into the service? <laughs> or is he... The algorithm. Oh man! And is he like a, is he like an just... agent in the Matrix, essentially, where he's like <laughs> infecting <laughs> the server? Yeah, with his little his little bud on the side, his wee robot guy. Oh man, don't. Um. So yeah, once once they start going though, and they're going from Mad Max to the Matrix, what did you think of that? <laughs> oh, I just. I was losing my mind. Like, I told you like the other night, I was live messaging Jeff from Jump Cut Play as well, and the st- I-, I said to him, "What? I swear to God, I'm not making this up. This is what just happened on my screen." He's like, "Nah, you're having me on." I'm like, "No, I'm not." They literally just they went through planets of films, and Casablanca has its own planet. <laughs> oh, that's the thing as well. I want to address Space Jam One. The references in there are a nice blend of, like, like a bit of adult humour and, like, appealing to kids. In this, what 2021 eight-year-old has watched Casablanca? <laughs> Casablanca, Mad Max, <laughs> Matrix, Game of Thrones, all of these things. <laughs> all, all of these, like, IPs that have existed watching. for a long time, or in the last couple of years at least, very, like, cultural kind of touchstones for people kind of my, my age and old, uh, our age and older. Yeah. I, I I don't get who the for. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, because yeah, like I don't even think of that. Like for young kids, because these aren't relevant, um, you know, references, really. Yeah. Because I mean, I suppose no, because then we haven't even heard any. I was going to say like I suppose for like the Matrix is coming back this year, but like we've not seen anything from that. And I don't think when the Matrix 4 starts advertising that really younger generation are going to be all too interested in it, to be honest. No, I, I don't um, think so either. I mean, I don't think anybody who's like, I could be wrong, but I don't know any 10 or 11 year olds in this day and age that have, that have seen the Matrix. Uh-huh. And, and like, that's the thing, it does like references to bits like, you know, like with Granny doing the Trinity kick, like slow yeah. motion kick from the first one and and it, it was it was insane to me just like the bit with mad max when it was like <laughs> wiley coyote does the witness me like <laughs> sprays his mouth i i i don't know whether they would have had to have the conversation of it because it's warner brothers that distributed it but i would love to know if there was a conversation with george miller to be like look we want to use this scene from your film and he's like, oh, wh- why do you want to use it? Is that, like, oh, so we can put fucking Wiley Coyote in here. <laughs> and then, but that, see, this is the other thing that I, th- I think it's a bit of an odd one as well. Like, when you say that it's the Looney Tunes, like, does anyone really, like, are the Looney Tunes a thing still? I don't uh, think so. I don't do think they, like, it's really make... addressed as 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 much in this one as it is in the first one, I think. Well, like, e- even even just, like, in a sense, like, actual in real life, like, do... Are the Looney Tunes still, like, a thing that kids watch? Like, is it on the telly? Did they, are they making... Like, because I know they had, like... I mean, Christ, this might be well done with, but I remember, like, there was, like, the baby Looney Tunes. 
show um, like I used to watch that I, d- I don't sure. know to be honest um, it's been obviously it's been a while since I've watched any of that kind of stuff but as far as I know then they haven't got the same cultural relevance they did maybe 15 years ago Anima- like animated shows and TV shows have changed like so much since since I was watching like Nickelodeon and Cartoon Network and stuff so I, I don't think they mm. have the same pull uh, as they do as they did, but it's weird because like on an unrelated, a Tom and Jerry movie's just come out with Chloe Grace Moretz in it like two months ago. Yeah. So mm. it's it's an odd kind of space. But again, well, I think that was a Warner Brothers movie, so it just seems like they're trying to resurrect it, any were, IP the, they can. There was a poster of that in this. I did see that. There was a poster of Joker in this. Like, what ten year old has watched Joker? <laughs> Yeah, well, I think that's kind of the problem with uh, uh, with the Looney Tunes in this movie. I think there's a version of this movie that I would quite like had it not, because I almost felt like, you know, you're going from one place to the other. You've got the Justice League, you've got Mad Match, you get the Matrix, you get Game of Thrones, and it's... But then it's kind of like the Looney Tunes are the ones dragging you away from each one of those things. Yeah, it and, seems like the Looney Tunes are actually more of a backseat characters uh-huh. and it's more uh-huh. about the ips like don't, also, also don't forget wonder woman animated but with hans zimmer's music yeah that that yeah <laughs> <laughs> yeah so it, it was like a bit of a it's just a kind of you don't know really know who it was for and it i think they're maybe they're right maybe they're trying to revive the Looney Tunes in some way but i also feel like i've been hearing about this movie since i was in school Mm. Like, like I remember them saying that they were going with LeBron James, and it feels like an age ago that I heard that. Yeah, it's been in development quite a while. I think the first version of of this one with Le- LeBron James, I think that started to come to fruition originally in like 2014, and then in 2017 mm. through to now, it's picked up steam. But like I said earlier, like there's been other iterations they've tried to do with different kind of athletes or like relevant people and they've just not happened mm-hmm. so i mean big part of the first space jam movie is uh basketball so what did you think of the basketball it took an hour to get to the game <laughs> like the, the film is an hour and 55 minutes and like yeah i understand you have to like build up the team and you have to build up the narrative and whatnot to get to that but this film felt like an eternity like the original space jam is an hour and 40 but like you can take what five minutes off for the credits so it's it's an hour and a half or so not too bad mm-hmm. this is nearly two hours long and it feels it yeah and i don't i think as well when it came to the basketball i had there was two issues really that i had again like i was saying with them kind of being the ones pulling you away from other characters how much cooler could it have been had it been like a basketball team like even the enemy basketball team were actually all of the different properties you know (laughs) instead of the goon squad that it was you know and the goon squad the the old goon squad was was better yeah in my opinion like because see the robot guy that they busted out twice why (laughs) like i don't understand so this guy can slow down time right and he does that to score whatever. Why not use him all the time? Why is he only busted out twice? I don't even... I, I just don't get, like, why did you add this robot guy in that can control time if it was literally just to be like, oh, he's going to score one point. And the scoring system... Christ. <sighs> I, I don't envy the referee out of this game trying to keep tabs <laughs> on the score. Yeah. Um. Yeah, there was just... There was a lot of kind of weird stuff with that I, I think there was points of the, the of the basketball game that I liked but it was also this whole forced like thing where like LeBron had to realise he had to let people be who they are <laughs> and it's just like he just keep me like no loony stuff no loony stuff and I'm like dude you got it like obviously it takes them half of the game to realise actually you know what maybe you should do loony stuff <laughs> That's so stupid. It's so stupid. <laughs> like, why does it take that lot? And that's from the very beginning of the movie. You know, like, that's going to be the case. But um, what did you think of the, like, the look, the, the CGI? 
You know what? I didn't. I, I didn't think the CGI in the basketball like match was that bad. I thought mm-hmm. Summer it was actually quite cool. I liked the look of the CG Looney Tunes. Yeah, I thought I thought it was actually pretty cool. Uh, with like the really highly detailed fur and all this kind of stuff, I thought that was pretty nice. And that to me was probably the most interesting bit because it was like bringing the Looney Tunes that I remember from being a kid into, you know, a modern time. And yeah. I, I, I liked that. I personally, like, and, and I think as well, like, I remember people at the time were kind of moaning, like, oh, no, like, this is crucifying Looney Tunes. But no, I, I quite liked that. And I was almost a little disappointed when it's like they go back to the normal, the normal Looney cartoon style. Um, mm. So, yeah, right. So, full that that's... We've, We've said it's the film aspect. We've both given it that. Uh, is there anything? I mean, we've been sort of spoilery, but not too spoilery. <laughs> what, do you want to get? We'll give a spoiler warning here. Is there anything you need to get off of your chest uh, about this? There's a few movie? more things I, I would want to just as random kind of anecdotes, I guess. Um, right. So, firstly, with the basketball match, I don't know if you were the same, but I was. I was kind of distracted watching it because I wasn't necessarily watching the game. I was just trying to pick out all the all random the characters in the background. Uh-huh. Why is like, like they've got fake Jim Carrey the mask humping the air next to the game. <laughs> so that's that's another thing. Um random fact well not really a fact but something I found interesting. Um after the first half of the game they go back onto the Martian ship. I found it um Odd that his ship is now kitted out to have sports coolers and a dressing room for <laughs> basketball players. <laughs> My guy, the Martian's just always—he's just always been into foot, uh, football, <laughs> basketball. Um, yeah, they've got like every, a proper it, dressing room. It's okay now, and I'm like, when did they do this? The, the this was kind of what was partly confusing me about the the Michael, like the the. The status of the old version, mm-hmm. like of the old like Space Jam movie, and whether it existed or whatever, is that when they say I've got advice, I got Michael Jordan, and they're like, ah, oh, and it ends up being Michael B. Jordan, you know, like, <laughs> like, oh, well, whatever. But like that for me, I was like, so wait, do they remember him or are they just like, oh, it's Michael Jordan, he's a good. Advice yeah, I was confusing that. Was player. it like, oh, he helped us in the first film, or is it just because like, oh yeah, it's Michael Jordan, legendary basketball player? Yeah. Um, but yeah, they they kind of blurring the lines between the, the. I feel like I did not expect to be debating just the nature of like <laughs> the the <laughs> the lore of the the Warner Brothers serververse. <laughs> the serververse. It's very it's very confusing. Uh, so also, how did they rope Stephen Ewan into this? And how did yeah, they, like how did they wrote Michael B. Jordan into this? <laughs> yeah, because was there anyone else? That I'm trying to think. Well, you had that the the Sarah guy. Silverman as well. She's there um, yeah. as one of the execs. Who else is in this that pops up? I can't think of anybody else. Although I did read on Wikipedia yesterday that apparently they were going... I don't know if he's in the film, but apparently there's a double of, of Tony Soprano as an IP. In the match that somewhere. That's so funny. All the twelve-year-olds watching The Sopranos out there respect <laughs> the Gabagoon. <laughs> um, yeah, it's. <laughs> I think it is weird, like seeing all of that stuff. You know, I'm actually getting more and more annoyed about the fact that they, rather than bringing the bad team into it, you just have these elemental people. Mm-hmm. Wait, wait a minute that is actually really annoying me why because that is part of the thing that's so cool about this is that it's it's so many properties coming yeah, in. yeah why not have movie. the properties as the team that they fight yeah, against because, because how often do you get that was kind of the the, the intrigue of this because like you don't get films like that because of legal reasons you know that they can't have superman and whatever in their movie like or they can half reference them and all this kind of stuff so like you have a movie where you can outright say you can outright show clips, you can have characters turning up and all this. Why not have that? Is the, the like plus are are those people 
in their character because for example there was a point where i saw uh, pennywise the clown and he's just like fucking yes come on <laughs> to the basketball game and i'm like should you not be going and terrorizing kids or is pennywise like Sometimes like they... Pennywise just likes to kick back, man. He can't be <laughs> like hurting people all the time. Just likes to, you know, chill out with Agent oh, Smith and do some Game of Thrones. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so so that's like, so are they then just not their character? It's kind of like even within the serververse, they're actually actors, and then it's like they're all aware of the fact that they're in movies. <laughs> Oh man, it's... don't you're opening up a wormhole that I can't understand <laughs> here. Also, like if if these characters, these serververse characters, are being technically held hostage by Algae Rhythm, why not just use their abilities from the films and whatnot that they're in to overthrow him? Yeah, and so at one point, through the use of uh, his little clip-on camera, uh, they're somehow able <laughs> to scan thousands of people into the serververse and if they lose the game then that means that they're trapped there forever is there there doesn't they don't really reference it at all but i am 100 percent sure there would be some massive legal ramifications for something like that happening like <laughs> just thousands of people suing the shit out of warner brothers because like warner brothers had a, a, a an algorithm that can see and hear me hack into my phone and not only that fucking scan me into a digital <laughs> realm that's the film i want to watch i want to watch the court drama about the aftermath of this film <laughs> yeah it's such a fall <laughs> um but what did you think of the sun uh um, dom um as far as child actors go like, i think he was trying to do the best with what he was given which yeah. is not a lot <laughs> <laughs> yeah um I was a bit confused how it took him so long to kind of clock in the fact that he was not a good guy. Oh my god, I just realised what I wanted to talk about briefly. Um, uh, before before you do, did, right. did you? I don't know if you would say it's a, a good comparison. I thought the relationship between LeBron, King Algy Rhythm and his son was like the plot of Hook. Hook? Yeah, Hook with Robin Williams and um, Dustin Hoffman. I can't remember this. Oh man! Like movie. Captain Hook steals his children, and it's all about him, like trying to um, get him back and show him I am a good dad. And they're like, "No, you're not. Captain Hook's a good dude." I don't remember that. Oh mate, go go watch Hook. I have. Uh, like, I remember loving that movie, but it's been so long since. I've same seen same it. movie, mate. Same movie. <laughs> um, but yeah, what I was gonna say is enhanced form Don Cheadle. When he turns into the big CGI <laughs> guy, and it's like, you know, for the majority of the movie, I was like, this is a pretty good looking movie. It looks expensive uh, for almost the entirety of it. And then you just have Don Gino looking like a bit of Play-Doh. And it, was, <laughs> it was really, really weird. It was just so uncanny. But like, uh, I, I just couldn't believe what I was looking at the whole time. It was just the oddest thing. And the thing is as well, he didn't even really like grow that much. You know mm. what I mean? Like, I thought he was going to turn into this, like, huge, huge thing, but, like, I suppose Don Chino doesn't exactly have, like, an imposing <laughs> figure. But the face, the the face <laughs> just looks ridiculous. It was the weirdest, it was the weirdest thing. But, um, yeah, big, uh, Bugs Bunny's big sacrifice at the end. Shed a tear. Heartwarming stuff. A uh, true hero. I love, I love that when... Uh, I also thought Bugs Bunny was a little bit of a dick in this movie. Yeah, it was pretty um, fucking annoying if we're going to be blunt about it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, and then they, I, I burst out laughing. I was, I think I'd messaged you, just be like, what the fuck is happening? Is when when he dies and he, his light goes up <laughs> to the sky and then just for the briefest of seconds there's like this monumental glowing silhouette of a Bugs Bunny figure and it's the weirdest thing and I was just like has he just become immortal? I am confused is he like the god of the serververse now? and then to just really really mix things up and confuse him even more he just turns up at the end in the real world like how? (laughs) what? it confuses me so much 
and the thing is, like, you know, like how they done in Back in Action with the second Looney Tunes movie or the yeah. first one or whatever, like when they come in, like, I don't know, I don't, like, see if you go, ah, he's from uh, Looney Tune World and he's come here to the real world. I don't give a shit. I don't need an explanation for that. I'm willing to accept it. But when you start being like, well, it's a digital realm and we have all these characters, but oh yeah, now he's in the real world. Like, I'm confused now. Like, you're giving me reasons to question. Yeah, at the end, he freed his mind, mate. He got out of the Matrix (laughs) and into the real world. (laughs) So, yeah, uh, has it been worth the wait? Absolutely not. (laughs) (laughs) Would you take more... Warner Brothers, uh, like server verse style movies. I, I, I'm, I'm, I'm at such a like a crossroads with Warner Brothers over the last few months, just with what they do with their various IPs. Um, I don't know. I'm, I'm always willing to watch something like you said. It's a bit silly, a bit goofy. If they have a concept and it can work, like the Jackie Chan concept they had for this, turned into mm. Looney Tunes back in action. It was going to be like a spy thriller movie with Jackie Chan at the like the center of it. I would watch the shit out mm-hmm. of that. <laughs> yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. I think it, I I feel like that's a balance that they had with the previous movies that they're just overly complicated here. Yeah, uh, which is a bit of a shame because, like I was saying, having these cross franchise kind of movies is rare. I mean, it's something I would like to see more. I mean, when remember when they were talking about who was it? It was like Jump Street and Men in Black, and then they were yeah. talking about yeah, that would be oh, I really wanted that to happen. Uh huh. And then what was the other one? More recently, there was like I don't think this is a concrete thing that's actually happening, but they talked about uh like Fast and Furious and Jurassic Park. <laughs> you know, like I don't think it'll happen, but I would watch no, it. I, I would watch the yeah, shit exactly. out of that. Yeah, exactly. Like I would watch, I always watch things like that. And I think if if Warner Brothers are making a film like this, where they're <clears throat> clearly willing to, to be like, here are all of our properties, and a lot of people are criticizing that, saying it's like an advert for HBO Max. Uh, but you know, I think there's there's potential in that if you really want to, if you really want to lean into it. But Space Jam: A New Legacy just wasn't it. No, it was. Um, yeah, a bit. Uh, Bit of a weird one. I did. There were points I did kind of like it because I think, you know, I'm the same with games. It looks nice. That's gonna, you know, my enjoyment's gonna go up a bit just alone from that because I'm like, oh, look at all the 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 cool, three D models of of the Looney Tunes. I actually would have even liked to have seen this movie in three D, had it been a thing. I don't think it is, but it uh, looks like especially sure. with the. The, the stuff in the basketball game, it looked like it would have been 3D, but yeah, yeah, not not the best of, <laughs> not the best of movies. <laughs> um, so yeah, uh, anything else you want to say about Space I th- Jam? I think that's uh, everything off my, off my chest in regards to Space Jam, a new legacy. <laughs> Are you going to watch that again at some point? Yeah, of course, man. I've got it queued up to go after this podcast. <laughs> 4K. <laughs> uh, blurry, ready to go steelbook edition yeah man I've, I've got like a VR headset ready to go so I can be in it <laughs> you're like on the phone to Warner Brothers being like make the server fair as a thing <laughs> there's a theme park potential there forget yeah, man, like Justice League 2 like... I want serververse <laughs> I, Superman has to <laughs> <laughs> Like Batman gets lost in the server verse, we have to find him. I'd watch um, that. But make it ben, Aff- ben Affleck lost yeah. in the server verse. Yeah, or like, oh yeah, because I mean, they, there's your Flash movie right there. I mean, that is effectively, from what I know, the plot of the Flash movie. <laughs> that would be so good. Um, but yeah, before we go, uh, we're just gonna move on to what we've been watching and what have you been watching. Um, so. I actually last night I watched the first in the Fear Street trilogy that's hit Netflix recently. Ah, yeah. Um, based on the R. L. Stein books. Um, I thought it was quite good. Mm. The first entry. Um, yeah. It wasn't as I don't know kill orientated as I expected it to be. It was more kind of about the dynamic between the main characters. Kind of good. It had a bit of a bit of a Goonies vibe. Good fun. All right. Um, I started watching the second one, but um, it was quite late by the time I got to that. But 
it, it wasn't hooking me as much as the first, if I if I'm honest. So I've yeah. I watched that, and then also earlier, I'm over the last week or so, I'm I'm I've gone down this really odd Steven Seagal rabbit hole, just <laughs> learning about him and his weird career, his music career, how he was like an Akita dude in Japan. It's so this honestly googling. There's so much to learn about him. Is it's oddly fascinating. So I watched his first ever like theatrical debut um, early this afternoon called Above the Law. Um, it was a movie. I will say that much. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I actually, uh, when I was like a teenager, I went to uh, kickboxing classes, and my. Uh, the sensei guy was actually at some point in time a bodyguard for Steven Seagal. Really? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but like, you know, it was always almost one of those like the mythical, you know, the secrets. I was like, that guy, that guy used to be Steven Seagal's bodyguard. <laughs> I was like, oh shit. And then there was all this stuff about like his tattoo and his hand. Like that tattoo means he was like, he was like the scary shit. <laughs> or something, you know. But then this guy's just teaching at the like <laughs> at the local Catholic school gym hall <laughs> on Tuesday evenings. But um, no, that was uh, that's 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 my my one bit of information to put into into your Stephen Seagal marathon. Thank you. Uh, I have uh, well, me and Brian had actually originally intended to talk a little bit about Jurassic Park three because it was twenty is twenty this this week. Really? Uh yeah, uh which I was surprised by. Um so yeah, I watched that one and it's it's we it's a weird one because it's like I feel like there's the potential there. I used to like love the shit out of Jurassic Park three. I was pretty much like anything with dinosaurs in it, I will adore. Um I think Jurassic Park three has some some cool stuff. Uh I mean the pterodactyl pen bit's pretty cool. The have you seen this movie? Yeah, I've seen it. Uh, the I like some of the bits, you know, like the the ring of the phone is a bit stupid, but I kind of <laughs> like that. And um, but overall, it's it's not a very good movie. T is it Tia Leone? Yeah, uh, I think so. She is the 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 what they done to the characters essentially went yeah just be really really annoying and scream all of the time <laughs> and that's essentially what she does for the entire runtime of the movie and then following up pretty closely by is william h macy who equally like they're just so much of the movie just screaming being like oh no that's not good like just <laughs> screaming into the forest or the jungle when there's like a fuck ton of dinosaurs that are very willing to eat you alive but yeah it doesn't really have the threat the same threat of the um of the other movie or movies i suppose like i think jurassic world i would now no sorry jurassic park 2 lost world or whatever it's called i think would slightly go above this um but yeah it wasn't as good as uh, as i remember it being which is always a disappointment uh it's the, been a long time since i've watched the, the third one. Yeah, I, honestly, I think the best one since the first one is Jurassic World. I'm, I, I'm gonna, I'm gonna drop a hot take on you right now, Aaron. Go for it. I'm really n not that asked about the Jurassic Park franchise. <laughs> as a whole, or just as a whole. Do you like the first movie? I think it's fine. <laughs> Whoa. <laughs> I can I can feel Nick from Jump Cut absolutely spinning wherever he'll, he'll he is. Be, he'll have the chill down his spine. He knows I'm talking about happening? it. No, I think I, I don't know why because like it's Spielberg and is is in like his peak as well in the night like it is early nineties, and I've seen it a few times the first dress part. I saw it when it was in IMAX for its anniversary a couple of years ago, and I just oh. I I don't know, man. There's something that doesn't click with me with that franchise. Um, I've seen. Jurassic World, I've not seen the follow-up. Fallen uh, Kingdom. No, I've not seen that. So, yeah. I don't know. There's just there's just something about this franchise I can't quite click with. I'm uh, sorry. The original Jurassic Park is pro like my, one of my favourite movies. It's honestly, like, 
perfection in my eyes and I think as well I had a real dinosaur phase so this kind of well this kicked it off yeah and I was obsessed with this movie I've seen that is probably the movie I've seen the most ever like just uh, over the years and there's just so many elements of it now like when I see that's kind of why I like Jurassic World is when they were like they go to like the older part of the park that's like where the first one was set and they like they pick up the goggles and i'm like holy shit i used to want those goggles so bad (laughs) you know like all that stuff i just i was eating up and i think also um jurassic world does a good job of not trying to be too too serious Mm -hmm. um which i think the first movie doesn't do either like i think the first movie is willing to be a like a little bit silly at points yeah and then it just kind of gradually becomes this really just I don't know, quite dull, I think. Um, but yeah, man, Jurassic Park's great. But the only other thing I actually watched this week is I've recently started out. Uh, actually, um, one of my mates, uh, Dirani Williams, who does videos for VG247, like, uh, he posted something and it was like him using a driving wheel for a Formula One game. And I thought, that looks kind of cool. Like, I've always been interested in formula one but never actually committed any time to watching it or knowing anything about it (laughs) so i saw that and i was like that sounds kind of cool or whatever and then obviously algae rhythm's been listening to me and next time i go on to netflix it's like formula one drive to survive the documentary series and i was like yeah why not yeah that's oh um, my god that's what taylor who did the f1 2021 review go play he put that in his review he recommended that drive to survive is so fucking good I am nearly finished the first season, which is the 2018 Grand Prix. And holy shit, man, it's just, it's so well filmed. It's so well documented. They do such a good job of like doing all the different dynamics, you know, like the the, the stresses that the drivers go under in terms of like not actually knowing if they're going to be back the next year. And and, and then like the, the pressure that the, the teams themselves are under from like financial and like who they pick. To, it isn't just the talent, it's also the money and all this kind of stuff so it's it's so good um so uh, i actually think i'll be finishing that tonight and i think i'm finally gonna actually start watching formula one um really i found out it's pretty much on all year <laughs> so yeah it's on at the minute yeah every yeah, sunday it's, yeah so i'm i'm pretty it's there's a grand there's a grand prix on until december i think the last one's on because they go it's like they go between it's like every week for like a month then it's like every two to three weeks or like two three or four weeks and then goes back to a month uh, every week again so yeah i'm gonna do that and i might even buy the formula one game if i'm not i'm not sure you go in the whole uh, come back yeah come back to find out i nearly i actually was looking at that wheel that durani was using in the video been like do i really do i really want to go that far <laughs> do i really want to spend 200 pounds on a wheel but um yeah so that's 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 been my week but uh thank you for joining me sam pleasure thank you for having me on an absolute pleasure yeah uh, i suppose it would only be right if i let you do you have anything you want to um you know, advertise? yeah just just as always just check out jump cut play um on twitter and on our website as well um we've got all sorts of cool stuff going out all the time we're just in the middle of finalizing what next month's theme will be so keep an eye out for that mm-hmm. um yeah, that's about it, really. Just and the YouTube so, channel. Subscribe to the YouTube channel. Yeah, always the YouTube channel. Always. Yeah, always. Uh, yeah, you might even you might see my face every now and again. I like you know I've decided to start using my camera. It's been <laughs> pretty much gathering dust for the past four months. But uh, yeah, thanks everyone for listening. Uh, un- unclear what the plan is for next week, so uh, we'll just keep you updated. Head over to our Twitter at the Film Aspect. And as always, you can find me on Twitter at WatchPlayType. What are you on on Twitter? Uh, on Twitter, get your underscores ready. It is at underscore Sunday, underscore rain, underscore. That's where yeah. you can find me. <laughs> <laughs> I'm quite familiar with that just because I have to put it into the name tags all the time in the videos. Um, and I'm always just like, why are so many underscores? But Somebody took yeah. Sunday rain just as a word, so I had to underscore it. Bastards. I Someone know. took Aaron Bain. As a as a as a name, so I just kept it as watch play type, you know, it's my, <laughs> my virtual identity. Uh, better than Biggie Bane on Xbox. Biggie Bane. <laughs> <laughs>
<laughs> I just uh, like I had it as being five one one on PlayStation, and then just last minute, like when I was on Xbox, I'm like, you know, I'm a new man now. I want to be myself, Biggie Bane. Please Biggie change your Twitter at to Biggie Bane, please. <laughs> I don't think anyone would take me seriously. <laughs> yeah, we've got this new but, freelancer, uh, Aaron. Oh, yeah, what's his, what's his at? I'll just check him out. Oh, yeah, it's at Biggie B. <laughs> yeah, like some site posting, like some really insightful feature, the next feature that I get around to writing, it's just like Biggie B. And I just feel like it's going to clash. So I'll keep, I'll keep it as watch play type. But yeah, thanks everyone for listening, and we'll see you next week.